Testing, testing. One, two, three. Mic check, mic check. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? It is 11.27 p.m. on the East Coast. It's, uh, it's hot as balls right now. It's freaking hot. It's very humid. Un- unbearable summer night. Well, it's it's hot at my place. Um, I walked the, the dog earlier, and um, you know, at night, it was kind of breezy. Felt good. One sec, guys. Let me... Um, bring something up got my water but um yeah i'm stoked guys i mean what a what a great card what a great card i feel like we haven't had a really good card like that in a while you know we got harvey says uh yeah man really excited hopefully o'malley can be first guy to crack pedro's chin wow dude so (laughs) well says 276 yeah man okay there goes the uh the comments coming in awesome awesome we got a jerk in the room what's up hold on one sec guys let me just do one more thing let me just do one more thing here just bear bear with me one second all right hold on one sec <clears throat> guys i have my undivided attention on one second freaking dying guys i've um not not literally dying just like dying from the heat I haven't put the AC on, um, not yet. I really should. It's freaking, it's freaking hot. What the heck? Leon Edwards grabs Kamaru Usman's arm at UFC 278 face-offs. Interesting, interesting. <clears throat> but I'm looking at the thumbnail. It doesn't look like it's anything aggressive. All right, let me go back to the chat. Uh, Torin says, what's up, bro? What's going on, Torin? Jerk says, watch the press conference slam. <clears throat> no, Jerk, I didn't. I call like bits of it. Um, <clears throat> Sean Strickland's um, clips are like kind of making rounds because the dude is like, you know, he's he's a, he's a loud mouth. He's a uh, controversial. So like naturally, like his sound bites are gonna you know make rotation. So I caught I caught some of Sean Strickland's uh, clips when he was uh, going back and forth with, with uh, Izzy. I thought he was like pretty disrespectful, you know. Um. <clears throat> But at the same time, like Sean Strickland is kind of funny, man. I don't know, like it's he he just comes off as just like a meathead, <laughs> you know. Maybe he's an intelligent dude, but he comes off as just like you know, just a jock, a straight up jock meathead guy. And um, some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is like absolutely insane. But it's but it's also almost like a breath of fresh air. Like I'm not saying that I condone or agree with everything that comes out of his mouth. <clears throat> but we live in a time and age where so many people are so censored. They're so afraid to speak their mind, you know, um, afraid to uh, speak their truths. You know what I mean? Like what their initial first thought is, everything is like filtered and like, you know, oh, how am I going to sound? <clears throat> you know, so it's like a breath of fresh air when somebody just has no filter and just blurts things out. Harvey says, uh, Usman asked him if he wanted to touch the belt. And beta Leon leading to Leon grabbing his arm and said, mm. see, I got to check that out. I got to check that out. Did Usman get, um, did Usman get pissed off? <clears throat> Torrance said that heat in, in the Northeastern United States can't compare to the heat in the Southern United States. I don't know, Torrance. It's a different thing, bro. Um, I live Northeast and I live, um, I guess, yeah, down South Florida and, um, I spent a lot of time in Florida growing up and 
it's different, man. Like the daytime heat is brutal in Florida, like consistently hot and it's very humid. But um, I don't know, man. New England summers are like they're bad. And also like summers in New York. Sorry about the noise outside, guys. For some reason, on Fridays and Saturday nights, people want to be like want to be fast and furious. So they're out here with these with their stupid bikes and, uh, you know, making a bunch of noise outside. It's kind of annoying. <clears throat> Bravo to Florida for, for putting up the the noise pollution ban, you know? It's like, geez, man, you have like um, quiet neighborhoods or like you're at a park or something. You're at the beach and people are just like blasting their shit music. It's so annoying. There's nothing wrong with music and having fun, but, you know, within limits, man, you got to be like somewhere considerate. <clears throat> MP, what's up? What's up, MP? Torrance says it's way hotter in the South, especially in Mississippi, where I grew up at. Wow. Hey, Torn, you know what, man? When I visited Georgia, I was in Savannah. That was like a special kind of hot, bro. <clears throat> we were making rounds. We were going to like a lot of historical sites. And um, I should post some pictures up. I just don't know if you guys I try to I try to keep it for the most part like MMA related. <clears throat> Sometimes I post like personal life stuff. Like I put up a picture of um of the dog, the channel mascot, Jeter. And uh he's a little morky. I know some of you guys have seen him. <clears throat> and we're actually gonna take him out. Like I, I got like this dinghy, um, this little boat, and um we're gonna hit the water, I think, Sunday. Um so yeah, I'm pretty stoked. We're gonna hit like some lakes. We're not gonna go out into the ocean. It's not like some fancy schmancy like dinghy. It's one of those like really durable, um, inflatable ones. <clears throat> but it's big though. It's big. I'm really impressed with the quality. I already like kind of filled it up. I set it up. I'm gonna get some things for it, like a canopy, uh, different things. And um, I like doing adventurous stuff like that. I like you know um, hitting hitting the water, hiking. Uh, camping. I'm into all that stuff. So um, we plan to just hit a bunch of lakes and ponds and just, you know, just explore. So we're going to do that Sunday. And I think we're going to go somewhere else Monday. And I actually got um a life preserver, a life vest for the dog because <laughs> he's going to come with us. So he's got like a little shark life vest. It's hilarious. It's gray and it's got like a little shark fin on the back. And I posted it the other day, but I took it down. I was like, eh, nobody cares about this. But some of you guys know the dog because I posted him before. <clears throat> That's my little buddy, man. He's 12 years old. He just turned 12. He's very healthy. Um, hope he's around for another seven. Torrance says, uh, Tor um, do you claim Florida as your adopted hometown slam? Um, It's the closest thing to, I mean, because I grew, I grew up in like three places. I grew up in New York, New England, Connecticut, and Florida, pretty much. I mean, those are my three, three states that I grew up in. Um, I spent the most time in New England, um, quite, quite a bit of time in Florida. And I, and I grew up in New York up until about 17 years old. So like New York is kind of like always in my roots and sometimes some of you guys like pick up on my accent. Um, I think my New York accent is gone, you know, but some people, they pick up on it. They say, hey, what kind of accent is that? And then when I tell them, they're like, oh, OK, I could I can hear the New York accent. But it's weird because it kind of dissipated a little bit over the years. So I have a New England slash New York accent. <clears throat> but I, I love Florida, man. I, 
I, you know, um, I love New York for what it is. I'll never move back. It's too crazy, too much hustle and bustle for me. The people are like a little bit too high, strung and rude. And I kind of grew out of that lifestyle. Like, you know, I grew up in like the inner city, the Bronx. So, you know, I was in real New York. Um, I could tell you, I mean, the life that I lived, like growing up in New York is so unrelatable to people that grew up kind of more in like suburban area, you know, like the things we would do not to be bored. You know, we will walk through like the underground um, subway tunnels <coughs> for fun. <clears throat> spray the tunnels with like a fire hydrant just just a bunch of stupid stuff we would like hop rooftops <clears throat> they had this thing in new york um every halloween i don't i'm not sure if they do it anymore but it was uh it was egging and i know they do it in other states and places but in new york it was crazy like people would just buy like cartons and cartons of eggs and just egg people from like rooftops that was like a thing in halloween and I remember like mass crowds of like youths, like young, young people, some kids, some teenagers, some early 20s. And um, they would flip cars. They would like walk down the street in a giant mob of like 50 to 100 people. I'm, like, I'm not even kidding. Like it just this organized thing. And they would like pick up cars and like move them in the middle of the street as a as a prank. And then when they would get crazier, they would flip them over. And it was it was insanity, guys. Like some of the stuff that I that I lived through and I experienced in New York, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. But I definitely definitely almost died several times. <laughs> um, hold on one sec, guys. There's a bunch of um, engines revving right now. Give me one sec. <clears throat> yeah, guys. Um, very a lot of precarious positions. Uh, let me shut that window, guys. Hold on. This is driving me nuts. I'd rather deal with the heat than listen to these morons. Give me one sec. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so Tor Torrin says um, Charles Oliveira is out of his fight with Islam. What? So, hold on. Let me look this up. So... Was Charles slated to fight Islam? Was that something in the works? <clears throat> Torrin says, why didn't you stay in Florida? Well, Torrin, it was like a... Okay, so when I was growing up, it was kind of more like a temporary stay. I would just hang out down there. Um, spend like the whole summers. And then eventually uh, I wound up living down there for like three years or so uh, in Jacksonville. And uh, it was pretty cool. I made some cool friends down there. Um, I do like the vibe of Florida. It's laid back. It's pretty chill. Uh, the reason I left was <clears throat> I went down there for like a reset and it's kind of complicated to get into, but um, basically I was in a relationship down there and, you know, I had a girlfriend on there at the time and we lived together and <clears throat> we lived together. I'm not crying. Sorry, guys. It's uh my asthma. <laughs> I'm not getting emotional. Trust me. <clears throat> Jesus, my voice cracking. Um, we lived together and stuff. We were in a relationship for some years and it didn't work out. It just became super toxic and it became like hell. So, uh, I wound up missing my family and, uh, you know, my stomping grounds, New England. So I wound up coming back up. We just broke up and whatnot. And, um, it wasn't a good breakup. It wasn't a good breakup, but that happens. <clears throat> 
Harvey says, uh, no, one popular MMA page posted it. Torrent says, Charles Oliver fights the winner of Chandler and Islam. <coughs> Torrent says, I think they should do Chandler versus Islam now considering Oliver's out of the fight. We got Tiger in the room. What's up, Tiger? Tiger says, no, Charles doesn't want to fight. Charles doesn't want to fight Islam. He's ducking. He wants to fight Connor and Nate instead. Oh, yeah. So they were working on, on the fight, right? They were working on a fight for Oliver. I remember that. He was um he was uh calling out Connor. Harvey says it wasn't confirmed at all. Jerk says, um, going back up some comments. Jerk says, had sparring training yesterday. The first two guys I fought were friendly and light, more technique and flow. The last guy was an asshole hitting me with everything he had, but lost my shit, went 100%. Yeah, that sucks, dude. See, that's what makes me not want to go back to the gym and, and train or dabble with anything anymore because um, there's a local Muay Thai BJJ gym and I kind of, you know, I miss training. I miss sparring and stuff like that. I miss like those those controlled battles. Like I'm not into like getting my brains rattled and um, injuring myself because it's happened plenty. But um, I do miss it. I miss the the, the competition of it. The camaraderie, the training, um, the fitness, you know, when I was in the gym consistently, <clears throat> it's very therapeutic. I, I really do miss it a lot. Like all I do now is just kind of do stuff on my own. I try to, you know, not lose whatever things I learned and skills I learned over the years. And um, I got a double M bag. I don't have access to a heavy bag right now, but, you know, just I do like the the workouts and stuff. I just lift weights and interval training. and um. You know, definitely been in better shape, but I don't really have anything to get in that kind of shape for besides myself. And uh, it, it it's true, guys. Like, I'm not married yet, but <clears throat> it's damn near like I'm married. And when you when you settle down like that, you, you slow down because it's kind of like it's a bad mentality. Like you almost feel like you don't have anybody to to look good for or, or you know, it's not like your standards drop, but you get, you get kind of like relaxed, you know. And you should always do things for yourself anyway. And plus, like, you know, self-defense and just general physical fitness. You should, you know, it's good to uh, to be in the best shape you could be. <clears throat> but it requires a lot of work. It's a lot of discipline. You have to really want it. You know, it's um, it's easy to just chill out and watch Netflix and eat. And it's not wrong with that. You know, that's what you want to do. If, if you want to just relax with your life, everybody's entitled to do what they want. <clears throat> But, you know, it's, it is very beneficial to have some kind of a workout regimen weekly. But anyway, rant, rant. As far as like the Muay Thai BJJ gym, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fiddling with it in my head. You know, it's the first time I step in a gym in like a long time in years. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, I've never taken straight Muay Thai, you know, uh, whatever I learned was like within the MMA realm. So like I literally trained at MMA gyms where they teach you a little bit of everything. They teach you they teach you BJJ, grappling, wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, and um, throughout the years that's just what I learned, like a mixture of everything. And in some ways that's really good. Um, in other ways, I think it's good to like you don't have to be an expert in one particular thing, but it's good to focus on one style for like a while. So you can get really sharp and proficient at it. And I wouldn't mind taking up straight Muay Thai, but 
you know, like Jurek said, like, you know, like 70% sparring, flow sparring, like more sharpening up and stuff like that. <clears throat> Tiger said, Slam, you should compete again in MMA. <laughs> um, you know, you mean, you mean training Tiger training. I've, I've, you know, dabbled with it in my head that I, you know, maybe I could go back and, um, who knows, who knows. But as far as like comp- competition wise, um, traditional martial arts tournaments when I was young, um, wrestled in high school and, um, grapple grappling tournaments, stuff like that. And, um, just training. And I trained for two fights that didn't, they didn't pan out. It's funny. There's actually an article on it, like on the internet. Um, I've talked about this before. I might have a win via default. Like one time, one of the fights that I trained for, and I've talked about this before, it's, it's, it sucks. Uh, it was the day before the match. Um, coach comes up to me, says the guy didn't get his medicals in, which is, which doesn't make sense because you have months to get your medicals in. And then the day before the event, um, you know, I get that bomb dropped on me and it sucked because I was, I was mentally prepared to compete. I made peace with everything and, you know, I wanted to perform in front of family and friends and stuff like that. So my bubble got popped with with that sucked. And then when I felt like diving in again, it was even worse. You know, I, I trained for this fight and it was supposed to be supposed to be against a hockey guy. (laughs) That was a description, a hockey player. And, um, in my head, I was like, all right, well, you know, I just take the dude down or whatever. Cause, um, I was pretty, pretty good at grappling. I, I feel like I'm pretty, a pretty decent grappler. Um, and, um, they switched the opponent like more or less last minute. And then it was a, a BJJ black belt. This is what they told me. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then like I trained for it, uh, wait in the day before I met the kid. It was this Brazilian kid you know, shook his hand. I was real cordial with him. I'm not that type of person. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to like mean mug someone to be dumb. You know, I just, I literally told him, I was like, let's have a good fight, bro. Like may the best man win. Boom, boom, boom. Shook his hand. <clears throat> it's funny. Cause I caught him in the bathroom too. I went to the bathroom. Then the next day, <clears throat> you know, uh, my girl, this chick I was dating at the time drives like an hour and a half to see my fight. And I think I'm, I don't remember what what where I was in the lineup, but I was next to go out and I'm in the back hitting mitts. And um believe it or not, Jorge Rivera was there and he was in the back room. And um I'm warming up hitting mitts and then a promoter comes in, he says that the kid just disappeared. You know, he's like, oh we can't get in contact with him. Uh his phone's going to voicemail. I'm like, holy shit, man, this is unbelievable. Like I literally had like my hands wrapped MMA gloves on everything <clears throat> and I'm going to shut up right now, but that sucked. One of my, one of my teammates actually offered to fight me and my coach was like, nah, nah, we're not going to do that. <clears throat> that was it. That was pretty much it. <clears throat> All right, let's go back to some comments. Jerk says, I feel like a kitten fighting a lion with some, with some gym teammates I train with Luke. Jumo, former UFC fighter, and Matt Valley, Valley, AFC and XFC champion. Trained a lot of Muay Thai Jiu-Jitsu champions. Wow. It's very humbling, Jurek. Um, I think it's, you know, it's good for you as good as a per- good for a person. Uh, I've talked about this. I, I, you know, 
talk about this with people in general, like get your kids involved with martial arts, MMA, BJJ, even adults. I just think it's, um, it's good for people because some people have like an inflated sense of self. They think they're like some super badass. And when you realize that there's people out there that can kick your butt and there's like nothing you could do about it and you could be really good. You know, like, um, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm, I'm pretty good at grappling. Like I'm a pretty decent grappler and, um, you know, I, I got, I got hands, I could strike, you know, uh, but there's people that just will wipe the floor with me and it's happened. It's happened in the gym. I'm just keeping it real and it sucks. It's like, oh shit. Like, and you know, sometimes you come back and you have a better day the next day, you know, sometimes you get that one back. You, you prove something to yourself. <clears throat> you know, you perform better. There's a lot of reasons why, why that happens to you. But sometimes it's flat out. The person got more experience. Sometimes it's a combination of uh, more experience and they're a lot bigger than you. This, there's, there's so many reasons, but it's good to understand and know that you, you need to know your limitations because it kind of keeps you safe in the street too, because you don't have like an inflated sense of self. Like, you know, you can handle yourself, but you kind of like try to avoid the bull crap because, you know, there's dangerous people out there. <clears throat> so, you know, my whole model, my whole thing is, um, you know, force like that violence is, is a, is a last resort for me, for me, you know, there's like certain rules. You got to put your hands on me. I have to feel physically threatened. I'm not really too concerned about words or, you know, shouting and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty passive chill dude. All right, going back to the comments. <coughs> we got Eric. What's going on, Eric? I see a little debate here with uh about Tony and Connor. We got Blue in the room. What's up, Blue? Blue says, uh, I don't understand. Wait, I'm going to go back to your other comment. Let me see. Blue says, uh, Charles Oliveira, he will beat Islam. I think this is hard, but I believe in him. I think Charles Oliveira has a great shot to beat Islam Makachev, um, Blue, definitely. I think they could beat each other. Like, I'm not sure if Islam would finish Charles. He might. I mean, I could see Islam finishing Charles via, um, you know, controlling him, controlling him on the mat, uh, maintaining top position, landing ground and pound. And Charles, you know, maybe giving something up due to like the ground and pound or being exhausted. And it's not too crazy or far-fetched to think that Islam can't sub Charles Oliveira like with a rear naked choke or something if he gives up his back. Um, it's possible. But if anybody's going to get the finish, I think it's more likely to me Charles Oliveira. I can see Islam winning via decision. But Charles to me is more of like a finisher. So, um, yeah, and I think Charles got the skill set to give Islam problems. Like on the feet, it'll be really competitive. <clears throat> I give the edge in standing to Charles Oliveira, but Islam's coming along. I think he's um he's getting really proficient striking. It's very impressive. And on the ground, on the ground, I can't even I don't even know, man. I don't even know because Islam's controlling wrestling is out of this world. His grappling is great. <clears throat> and Charles Oliveira, he's a damn viper on the mat. He's so dangerous. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say who would get the the better of that fight. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, I'm going way back up to some comments. Eric says uh, Strickland sounded like the class bully antagonizing a nerdy kid. <clears throat> he did, man. He did. You know, 
I think we've all dealt with people like that growing up, you know, some of us were, were those types, you know, and you kind of grew out of it. Like when I was growing up, I kind of was like a jerk to, to kids and, um, <clears throat> not all growing up, but <clears throat> I went through some phases. Like I was, I was kind of like an angry kid, you know, and in my teens as well. Cause I grew up like with a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of issues, you know, my family, um, some dysfunction, uh, dealt with some like adult theme stuff. when I was a kid, you know, I seen some things and, um, lived through some things I should say, you know, like death, <clears throat> death and stuff like that. Uh, drugs, you know, uh, just, just a lot of different things I saw. So I kind of was like an angry kid, you know, <clears throat> it affected a lot of things. But, um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think I took it out on people like on peers and, um, I grew out of it. Like, thank God, <clears throat> you know, I, I, um, I matured, became a nicer person and, um, yeah, <clears throat> that's why you should have never, you should never give up on people because everybody, everybody could change, you know, you could completely, you could turn into a complete different person. <clears throat> Blue says, what time Leon Edwards versus Kamar Usman fight? Uh, I don't know. Blue, I think they're fighting at UFC 278. Let me look that up. <clears throat> All right, UFC 278. Yep, yep. That's going to be August 20th of this year. All right, let me see. <sighs> one sec, guys. One sec. Damn, I just bumped in a mic. All right, I'm back. I'm back. You guys are uh, having a little debate here. Eric says, I think Jan Blahovich may be the most underrated striker in the UFC. <clears throat> I think Jan Blahovich, Eric, is, um, his striking is kind of deceptive, man. You know? <clears throat> like, he doesn't look impressive, you know, watching him fight. And, and I know that sounds kind of crazy to say, given like some of his performances, but to me, and I don't know if it's just me being crazy, but he looks kind of slow. He looks kind of slow. He looks kind of lumbering. He looks a little, um, I wouldn't say clumsy, but lumbering is a better word. And he doesn't look overly impressive standing. <clears throat> but the thing is with Jan is like, he got some things going for him. Like he's, he's a tank. He's very powerful. He got powerful punches and kicks. And um, he's technical. He's very methodical. So he doesn't have to be. And you know what? You know what's another th another thing is that Jan Blahovich can actually explode. He's pretty quick when he wants to be. When he charges at guys. And um, like I said, he just explodes in some kind of combination. But what he has going for him standing is like he's very patient. He's composed. <clears throat> which stands for a lot striking. And he, um, he's methodical. You know, and he has power. So, um, yeah, I, I do think he's underrated and I think he's overlooked. And I think the guys that, that overlook him get knocked out. <clears throat> That's what happened to Luke Rockhold. I think Rockhold straight up underestimated Jan Blahovich and he paid the price. He got his head knocked off. Blue says, um, nobody wants to fight Masvidal. <laughs> I've been seeing Masvidal going after Connor, man. I saw this funny video the other day. <clears throat> Jorge, um, hold on one second, guys. Jorge, um, I guess he cut his foot and he didn't have like 
a medical kit or alcohol. So he said, I'm going to grab this piece of shit whiskey. And he, he pulled up a bottle of a uh, proper 12. It was hilarious. <clears throat> and he's like, this don't even smell like alcohol whiskey. <clears throat> so he cracks it open. He starts pouring it on the foot, on his foot, on the cut on his foot. It's, it was pretty funny. Tiger says, <laughs> when was the last time Tony and Masvidal won? Tiger says, Connor sleeps Masvidal. <clears throat> you know what, Tiger? I would love to see that fight, man. I would love to see that fight, bro. 170, it would be real interesting. I would like to see um, the press conference between the two guys. But it's it's funny because like we thought that... We thought that Colby and Masvidal were going to have a good press conference. And that shit was a train wreck. It wasn't even entertaining at all. It was so juvenile and stupid. <clears throat> What's up, Josh? Josh says, uh, Jake Paul versus Masvidal boxing. Who you got in what round? <clears throat> Jake versus Masvidal? Damn. Uh, man. Well, I would say... You know, skill-wise and all around, I got to give it to Masvidal being the better, like, overall striker. But in pure boxing, you, you not not to say that Jake Paul's a great boxer, but you kind of you kind of got to give it to him. Like, all this dude does is train boxing for years now, uh, solely train boxing, and that that counts for something, man. Um, so Masvidal gets into like his world in a boxing ring, but it's like I say his world, and it's like Masvidal's been training boxing for years. You know, years and years longer than Jake Paul, but not ultra dedicated like that consecutively like Jake Paul. I don't think so because Masvidal has been in the MMA world for so many years. <clears throat> but if those two guys were to fight, I mean, Freeman height wise, he's closer to Jake Paul than Tyron Woodley. I think Masvidal, at, at least at this stage, he's not as hesitant as Woodley. So I think it'll be, you know, Masvidal is not going to be in a boring fight with Jake Paul. He's going to go for it and try to knock him out. <clears throat> I don't necessarily see Jake Paul knocking Jorge out. I will be shocked. Uh, who, I, who I would lean to in a boxing match? Uh, man, even my pause is giving Jake Paul credit like that. Um, I, I probably Masvidal. You know, probably Jorge. I would, I would, I would think, I would think that Jorge could beat him. But you never know. You never know. <clears throat> you never know. Uh, Torrance says Connor won't sleep. Jorge Masvidal. Eric says Masvidal comes off desperate every time he tries to trash talk with Connor. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's trying to bait him in, bro. Definitely. I think Connor gives fights to people that don't really hunt for it as much. You know, like I like I feel like Connor. Connor smells that, the desperation, you know? I don't know if desperation is the right word, but he, like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, guys just dying to fight him for the payday. And I don't think he rewards guys like that. I think Connor is, you know, a little bit selective of who he chooses to fight. You know, he really respected uh, Cowboy Cerrone. And um, Cowboy's a legend and OG of the game. So, you know, he gave, he gave him a payday. <clears throat> Tiger says, Jake sleeps Masvidal. Jake is too big for Masvidal. He is a lightweight compared to him. <clears throat> Let me see. Tiger, I'm going up some comments. Uh, Tiger says, Connor was boxing Nate's head off and dropped him multiple times. I think he was whooping. I think he was whooping Nate's ass, you know, <clears throat> in that second fight. 
not to say it wasn't competitive because I think if you look at the stats, like I think Nate technically won on points, like on stats, like strikes. But I know as far as like damage, man, like if you look at their faces, like Nate was tore up. And I know the, <clears throat> I know the consensus is that Nate Nate cuts easily, but it's not only that he was cut; he was just literally his face was battered, man, and he got dropped like three times. So I don't know. Torrance says Connor only takes fights he knows he can win. You see, fought Cerrone over Justin Gaethje. <clears throat> I would like to see Connor versus Gaethje down the line. Tiger says fake. Uh, jab, lead hand, trap into straight combination as Masvidal's kryptonite. Usman caught him with the same combination. Connor will probably catch the combo. Agree, slam. <clears throat> so a fake jab, lead hand, trap into straight combination. Ah, okay, yes, yes. Uh, I don't know, man, because honestly, like, how many times has Jorge been knocked out cold like that? You know, that was the only time that Jorge has ever been knocked out cold. You know, and I don't really remember him getting caught with that, that setup like that and, you know, knocked out cold. Like he got TKO'd once, but he never been knocked out unconscious. So I'm not sure if it's his kryptonite and like how many times has Jorge really been dropped? You know, I know, um, uh, Darren Till dropped him, but, uh, it was like a left straight. I'm not sure if he cleared his hands and threw that, that fake jab, you know, clear the guard out the way and throw the straight. I don't know if he did that combination, but Till Till definitely stunned him. <clears throat> but Jorge got a great chin, man. Jorge got a great chin. What is he? Uh Jorge is um he's Cuban and Peruvian, right? It's those genetics, man. <laughs> like uh the Peruvian genetics to take a shot. I think I think there's something to that. I don't know. Same thing with like Mexican and uh Samoan like certain certain groups man I don't know they're like predispositioned to have like certain traits it's crazy physically Torrance says slam do you think Connor would embarrass Tony Ferguson on the feet <clears throat> uh I don't know bro like right now I had okay like so prior to the Chandler fight I was concerned about Tony I was like man is Tony the same is Tony the same and um, to my pleasant surprise, because I'm a Tony Ferguson fan, Tony was showing out in that Chandler fight. You know, his timing and reflexes were good. He had the, the power was there. Tony hits pretty hard. He had Chandler falling all over the place. It looked like it was not going well for Chandler until Chandler caught him in that second round. But Tony looked like he was just on his way to just decisively beat Chandler. So <clears throat> as far as like, for, let's say, let's say prime Tony at his best against prime Connor at his best. I think um prime Tony, it's very possible that Tony takes everything Connor dishes at him and then kind of just takes the fight over and just comes at Connor like a buzzsaw and TKOs him. I think it's very possible. And I think it's also possible that Connor catches Tony and uh I don't know if he'll knock him out, but hurt him, you know, similar to like what Gaethje did, but Tony has one of the strongest chins, like pound for pound chins in MMA ever, man. He's up there. It's like Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz has a diamond chin, or he had. Um, Mark Hunt. Who else got a crazy chin? BJ Penn had a diamond chin. Chuck Liddell had a great chin back in the day. But uh, 
Did I mention Holloway? Holloway's up there, man. Holloway is definitely up there. <clears throat> but uh, Tony, Tony's up there, man. He's one of the great. He has one of the greatest chins in mixed martial arts. <clears throat> so I don't know. I think I think it's possible Connor knocks him out. It's possible. It's possible. I think, but Prime Tony, I think it's unlikely. I think Tony would um weather the storm and uh it would be competitive. <clears throat> MP says, I agree, Ferguson wins. Yeah, man, Tony at his, you know, Prime Tony was a monster. You know, it, like, look at his skill set. So, Tony can knock you out on the feet. He got wily, creative, unpredictable striking. He has very crafty grappling. 10th Planet BJJ Black Belt. <coughs> Super tough. You know, uh, Diamond Chin. He's a lot. He's a lot to deal with. Cardio and conditioning through the roof, you know, on, on par like with a Colby Covington or something like that, you know. Tony's up there with the cardio as well. So he's a handful. Like the dude can knock you out. He could tap you out with a darts choke. He can use his cardio and conditioning as a weapon, you know, uh, drag you into deep waters, gas you out. That's why he was on that 12 fight win streak. <clears throat> and I was talking with uh, Torn about this earlier. I believe Tony's going to be Hall of Fame. You know, I think Tony Ferguson is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame at some point. Can't tell you when. <clears throat> oh, Jurek uh, mentioned Chris Liebman. Yeah, Chris Liebman got a crazy chin. So did Anderson Silva. If you look at, I mean, obviously, Whiteman knocked him out. But, you know, that was because Anderson wasn't, you know, he was clowning. And anyone can get knocked out. You get hit on the button the right way. But, um. Damn, what was... Oh, yeah, talking about Silva's chin. If you look at some of Anderson's older fights, like, man, he would just, like, eat shots and just shake them off and laugh. It was it was, it was, was insane. I forgot what I was talking about prior. <clears throat> Tiger says, if Gilbert sleeps Masvidal, Connor will fight him. You agree, Slam? Uh, I don't know, man, because if Gilbert sleeps Jorge... You know, a big part of me also feels like Connor's about that money. He's about that those big fights. So, you know, it's like Jorge would would lose like a lot of that luster. He's lost some of that aura and like luster getting knocked out by Usman. And I I guess it's kind of no shame, you know, by get you know with getting knocked out by Kamal because he's a strong dude and his striking has really improved and he's hurting people. You know, the guy he dropped burns, but. You know, at the same time, it's kind of embarrassing because striking is supposed to be Masvidal's forte. That's his world. <clears throat> and he got knocked out by a guy that's primarily a, a, a wrestler, you know, that's like learning striking like Usman. So, I mean, he's past like the learning phases at this point. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's Masvidal's world. And he was talking mad crap and uh, about the striking and he didn't respect Usman and he got knocked into the shadow realm. So... That that aura that Masvidal had, that resurgence in 2019, it kind of went away, man. You know, and if he loses to Gilbert Burns, like losing is one thing, but if he gets if he gets submitted or knocked out, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. I I really can't see Jorge even having high profile fights anymore after that. Tiger says, "Slam Connor will fight Masvidal now because he has taken damage." <clears throat> Eric says, "Connor gassed himself out beating Dustin up." I think that um, in that Connor versus Poirier fight, I think Connor he dropped the ball, you know, because he was catching Dustin, 
and he, he had moments he was doing really well. And if he would have just slowed it down a little bit and been a little bit more methodical, he got he literally got into like a brawl with Dustin Poirier. And that's like Dustin's world, man. Dustin would, he loves to engage you in the pocket and just go at it. And it became like a crapshoot. Instead of Connor picking his shots, which I feel like he's quicker than Dustin Poirier, he's more athletic. I feel like he has better counters, better timing. And um, he's he's trickier as well, and I feel like if he's a little bit more patient, he would he would he would hurt Dustin more. You know, he could win that fight, but he got sucked into just like a brawling exchange because I guess I don't know I don't know what got into him. He just didn't take Dustin serious. I guess <clears throat> I'd be curious what happens in the third fight. Torrance says, uh, of course, Conor loves fighting guys out of their prime for an easy win. Uh, Connor doesn't have good cardio. <clears throat> Tiger says Connor has good cardio. If you don't take him down, he can go five rounds. I think uh, I think Connor is kind of like what you said, Tiger. Like because there's like striking cardio and there's grappling cardio, and I swear to you guys, it's a real thing. And and some of you guys know firsthand. Some of you guys like haven't trained or competed or nothing, and that's that's totally fine. Um, but but when you train striking and grappling, it's it's just two different things. You know, you can have awesome striking cardio and then try to grapple with people. And if you're not up to par with the grappling endurance, you're just going to be dead. You're going to be dead in the water. Um, same thing with grappling and striking, vice versa. There's like this weird broken broken rhythm with striking and it, it tires you out, you know. <clears throat> Striking Connor could do all day. Like, if you look at some of the fights he's had where it's been just like barn burners on the feet, like when he fought Nate, that was like nonstop. They were just going at it. <clears throat> Rami's in the room. What's up, Rami? Rami says, I uh, love these live shows. Been working out to this one for nearly an hour. Keep it up. Oh, man. Thank you, Rami. I appreciate you, bro. Hope you're having a good workout, man. Get it. Get it. <clears throat> get buff. Um, But yeah, uh, Tiger, you're onto something. And I think. A lot of the MMA community and the fighters are onto that, as well as the fans. Like they know, like if you make Connor grapple, if you make him work in the clinch, you start sapping his energy. So that's the key. One of the keys to beating Connor. I'm not saying that it's super easy, but one of the keys is to make him work, make him grapple. You ground him out, and you take a lot of uh, pep out of his step. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if he could fix that. It may be like a just a physiological genetic thing with connor you know he's more he's more predisposition to be a striker somebody talked about it one time i think it was faraz sahabi <clears throat> he was really breaking down because like him and gsp break shit down like to people's body types and like you know different muscular performance like how your how your shoulders get burnt out a certain way and your biceps work different <clears throat> and i think faraz was saying that Connor doesn't have a grappler's body. <clears throat> he has a really small waist, you know, a very tiny waist, not a big torso like that. He has he has broad shoulders, but compare his his core versus Habib's core. Habib has a very oversized big core, you know, and there definitely is something to that with uh grapplers and wrestlers. They have like big rib cages and, and core and uh cores, and I don't know if like it develops that way over like years of grappling. Um, but yeah, grappling may be Connor's kryptonite, man. But then again, there's some, there's some like thinner grapplers with small joints and and small waist and, um, they do really well. You know, Charles Oliveira was like super skinny, like throughout his whole career. 
you know, he beefed up now. Like, <clears throat> I just heard that, I think in his last fight, he came into the cage at 183, and he's like 5'11", so he's he's kind of a big dude, man. <clears throat> he he looks big in there. He looks like a big uh, 155-er. Best thing he did was go to 155. Tiger says, Slam, I want to see Connor versus Lawler next for comeback fight next. You down for that? That would be dope, man. That would be dope. I'm just, let's see how Lawler performs against uh, Barbarina. I got Lawler winning. I'm picking him. But truth be told, I haven't really followed Barbarina's career like that. I just kind of like studied some of his fights and his style and what he brings to the table. And I think Lawler could beat him. I think Lawler could beat him. But we'll see what happens. But if Robbie turns back the clock a little bit, has a great performance against Barbarina and just smokes him, um, I wouldn't be mad at Connor versus Robbie. Connor versus Robbie, 170. Let's go. <clears throat> MP says if if Ori stayed at 155, how would he do against Tony and Habib? <clears throat> Truthfully, as much as I love Masvidal. Um, I think the guy's entertaining. I'm a fan of his. But just like Connor, like I'm not in agreement with some of the stuff he's done and some of his behavior. You could be a fan of somebody's fighting ability and a fan of them, but not really like everything they do. Um, as much as I like Masvidal as an entertaining fighter, like I think Prime versus Prime, I think uh Tony and Habib beat him, you know? Um Against Habib, I think he has like a 20% chance of winning by knockout. You know, Jorge, Jorge kind of has underrated uh, defensive wrestling, but obviously we saw he couldn't really do anything against Colby. So logically, you would think Habib would just maul him on the ground. So, but stand up, Jorge could get the better of that. But how does he keep the fight standing, you know? So I think Habib beats him. He got like maybe like a 20% chance to beat Habib. Just be a, like some lucky shot. And as far as Tony, I think Tony just wears him out, man, at 155. 170 is a different story, but 155, prime versus prime, I think Tony wears him out. You know, it would look like what he did to Pettis, in my opinion. <coughs> Tony says, no slam. Robbie would be an easy win for Connor. It would be just like Donald Cerrone fight. Maybe right now, man. Yeah, maybe right now. Um... Tiger asked me, he goes, Slam, who wins, Connor or Lawler? I mean, right right now, present day 2022, Connor's younger. I think he's fresher. Um, you got to take the leg injury in the, into consideration. I, I just heard Joe Rogan, I think it was Rogan he mentioned, he heard through somebody else that Connor can't really pivot on his leg. So it's crazy. Like, that was a pretty horrific injury, getting your, your leg snapped in half. Um, you know, you're probably going to. I hurt my ankle like about a month and a half ago, like really bad. Like I think I jacked up ligaments in my ankle. I didn't post a picture of it or talk about it, but it was a freak accident. <clears throat> I went to visit my mom and um, I was helping her out with her trash. And um, I was carrying like a cart of stuff. It was just like some junk I was going to take to the dumpster. <clears throat> and I'm going down the back porch and I take a step and I skip a step and I land on my ankle, like my foot inverts inward. But I mean, like hard guys, like hard. It was like, boom, with the weight of whatever I was carrying and my weight and my ankle just completely twisted inward. Like it looked terrible because I saw it. So I fall down, I land on my elbow. It kind of hurt my elbow. I'm still recovering from that. But um, 
I don't know if the adrenaline or whatever, like I didn't feel it like that at the time. I was in pain, but I was like kind of walking on a limping. Once it hit kind of evening and nighttime, I couldn't walk on my leg. I had to like buy a cane. I got a brace and everything. I didn't go to the hospital for it because I'm like, why am I going to go to the hospital when I already know they're going to tell me it's a bad sprain, you know? But I jacked up my ankle, guys, like really bad. Uh, thank God it healed. It's not 100%, but it's it's pretty mobile. <clears throat> so what I was getting at is that I still feel pain from, from my ankle, and I'm not sure if it's going to be like 100% for like a really long time. Imagine snapping your leg in half, <clears throat> you know? You're probably going to feel like pain here and there and um, be afraid to kick with it be afraid to put pressure on it. Imagine Connor gets caught like in a, even though a heel hook is more of like a knee submission and ankle, it puts a lot of pressure on your knee joint. That's what the the heel hook does. But imagine getting caught like in, a, in an Achilles hold or, um, you know, a toe hold where it's twisting your leg. <clears throat> a heel hook definitely would still add pressure to your shin bone. You know, um, who knows what if Connor is ever going to be the same mentally? Probably going to be afraid to grapple, get his legs attacked. So taking that into consideration, if he fought Lawler right now, Lawler is, I believe, I think he's out of his prime. I hate to admit that because I love Robbie, but Robbie definitely seems like he lost a step. He's probably going to have a couple of good performances here and there, but he's not the savage that fought Matt Brown and won the belt. So, but I think right now Connor beats him. I think Connor beats him. I think Connor can knock Robbie Lawler out like right now. Uh, back in the day when Robbie was Robbie, I'm not so sure. Robbie, like how he says, he likes taking people's souls. Like I think it's possible he would have took Connor's soul. He was Robbie was an animal, super strong, knockout power, a uh, gamer, tough as hell, solid defensive wrestling. Like Connor's not going to take him down. He just has to slug it out with him. So if it was like 170, both of them at their peak, I would say Robbie 60-40 for me at welterweight. <clears throat> Tiger says Connor needs a warm-up warm fight and then Justin Amasvidal. That's fair. That's fair. Tiger, uh, Tiger says Connor kills Nick. Laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, Torrent says Robbie's going to lose tomorrow. Damn, you think so, Torrent? Like, Barbarine is a savage like that, dude. How good is... How good is Barbarina um, overall, guys? What do you guys think? Remy says, you should definitely still go to the doctor. I know the hospital ain't free in the U.S., but I never got my sprained hands checked out years ago when I was boxing, and now my hands are randomly freeze up. Oh, man. <clears throat> Remy, when I say it was bad, bro, it was bad. It was bad. Like, I still got pictures of, pictures of it. It was nasty. Like, my whole ankle turned, like, colors. Usually, that happens, like, when you break something that was clicking in my ankle. Bro, I'm a pretty tough guy. Like I'm I take pain well. I'm not a sissy. I'm not a wuss. I'm a I'm a pretty pretty tough dude. I take like I said, I have a high pain threshold and I couldn't walk, man. I could not walk on that foot. Like my girl never seen me like that. And if I make noise, like pain noises, you know it's bad. I was making noises, dude. I couldn't sleep one of the nights. I didn't take anything for it. I didn't take any pain medication. I didn't even take Motrin nothing. You know, I just I just handled it kind of straight up, wrapped up my ankle, and uh, I had I got a cane, like I said, and it, it's it was embarrassing for me. I never, man, like pride wise, to be kind of like handicapped like that, it sucked. 
<clears throat> but you know, thank God, you know, I rehabbed it, man. I was stretching it and I was doing like calf raises and exercises and um it seems good now, but it wouldn't surprise me if I kind of pay for it later, like you said. You know? Cause you never know with your body, man. Like things happen and um I could have like bone chips in there and a ligament could like possibly not heal correctly and I get a worse injury later. Like you're right, man. You're absolutely right. It's me being dumbass. Tiger says, um, Slam, do you think Connor his power will translate to 170 um due to the added muscle? <clears throat> well, I definitely think he can knock people out at 170. Because um look at Adesanya, he's not a muscular dude, you know. But I feel like Adesanya, you know, his his striking mechanics are like just expert level. He knows how to get the right amount of torque and speed and and his punches and strikes and um deliver like powerful shots and uh his bones are conditioned, his ligaments and his bones. If you look at Adesanya's knuckles, it's a clear like outward sign that his it's like a karate guy hitting boards, you know, like his knuckles are like definitely have had fractures in them and they've just constantly healed over. Dude's got giant freaking brutal looking knuckles. So, you know, partly due to that and the fact that Adesanya sneaks you with counters and um hits you with shots that you don't see coming and they're very precise. So, you know, he's not a muscular guy, but he still knocks guys out. So Connor could definitely knock people out at 170, even if he's not one of the stronger 170 guys. But I I think Connor's actually strong for his size. I think he's pretty strong for his size. And, you know, at 170 with the added muscle, like, I don't know if it's going to help him or hurt him. Because, like, should you should you be, like, more mobile, nimble, and athletic? Or should you beef up, you know? who Who the hell knows for 170 for him? So... To answer the question, like, I think he can still knock people out, but I don't think he's going to be as dangerous at 170 as he was as he was at 145. I think 145, even though that weight cut killed him, I think he had way more power to hurt people at 145. 155, fair power, like, definitely can knock people out. 170, I don't know. It's It's tough to say. Because look at Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns moved up from 155. He's still powerful, man. I feel like he can, he can knock anybody out at 170 if he catches them. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the power translates. Maybe he'll be more powerful with the added bulk and muscle. <clears throat> Tiger says, Connor looks bigger than Masvidal, but maybe I'm blind. No, you're not a blind, blind dude at all. Like I talked about that. Uh, Connor's definitely more muscular than Jorge. He's got bigger arms, a bigger chest, bigger shoulders. Jorge looks like he doesn't work out like that. Jorge naturally has like a bigger build. He's very broad shouldered and, um, he's got some muscle, you know, but Connor looks more muscular. It's just that I think, I think Masvidal naturally the bigger guy. Like Connor got to work his body up to that, to be like as big as Jorge. And I think Jorge can easily walk around at 190 by just just being him you know he's just a bigger guy Torrance says connor has one ko at 55 that was damn near six years ago <laughs> uh tiger says connor versus gilbert is another dream fight connor versus gilbert is good i would give the edge on the feet to connor definitely the grappling gilbert burns it'll go two ways either connor knocks him out on the feet or gilbert burns survives the storm and drags Connor into deep water and taps him out or TKOs him. 
one, you know, either or. I definitely can see that happening. And the way Gilbert Burns handled Hamzat, even though I think Hamzat fought kind of dumb, he fought to like he fought to like appease the crowd, you know, for entertainment or maybe to prove something um, to himself. I felt like he could have fought safer against Burns, but um, it still was impressive. Gilbert Burns taking what Hamzat had to offer and. I don't know. MMA is weird like that. So you could have a war with Hamza Chemaev, but Connor can knock you out in the first minute of your of the fight. <clears throat> it's a it's a it's a weird sport like that. <clears throat> Eric says Gilbert subs Connor. It's very it's likely, man. It's very likely. Uh, Torrance says having a lot of muscle mass can be a bad sign because you can get tired very fast. Yep, yep, that could definitely happen. You could be more sluggish. You can get tired. But I feel like there's a way to be muscular and like really conditioned as well, you know. Um, you just have to work at it. But if you're a guy that just like does a bunch of deadlifts and benches and does curls and you don't really emphasize your cardio and training, I feel like yes, you can get more tired. That's I think that's a real thing. MP says I originally thought Connor was hard to TKO or KO. I thought um okay. Tiger says, um, I don't think Gilbert would take takedown connor it'll be a stand-up fight connor got some pretty underrated takedown offense we saw that against habib he put up he put up a little fight against habib i mean he got taken down in the first minute of the first round but if you watch that fight and all the grappling exchanges he kind of held his own for a bit you know there was one particular thing that was impressive with connor like habib got mount on him and he um he got out of that position it was kind of impressive Tiger says, Slam, do you agree that Connor hits a little harder than Masvidal? Agree? Oh, uh, let me think. Um, I think they're comparable. It, it, you know, that's my honest opinion thinking about it. I'm not saying that I'm right, but I think that they're comparable. I think they're they're comparable for different reasons. But um, yeah, I'll just stick with that. Eric says, uh. Matter of fact, if I had to give the edge to somebody, I might lean towards Connor. I might lean towards Connor. We got Wolf. What's up, Wolf? Uh, Eric says Gilbert's not dumb. He took Wonderboy down in their fight. <clears throat> yeah, man. Hey, people. People. I know they hate the grappling sometimes, and they view it as like, ah, eh, these guys are grappling, but it's a part of the game, you know. I appreciate like you know, expert grappling, as long as like you're busy and you're landing ground and pound and you're actively trying to finish. I have, I have no issue with ground and pound, uh, ground and pound with grappling, I should say, not ground and pound, geez. Um, yeah, if it's exciting and you're, you're active and trying to make things happen, like, yeah, it's, it could be very exciting if you appreciate the technical aspect of it. But, uh, some guys laying prey, you know, it's kind of weak. Who wants to see that? Very boring. Um, but you can't knock these guys for fighting against the you know their opponent's weakness you know that's the name of the game it's it's um you know it's a human chess match you got to you got to fight smart wolf says uh it's been a long time how you been i've been good wolf i've been good man um just chilling bro working uh spending time with my girl with family doing barbecues and stuff like that i got this like little pro propane grill that i got and I took it out like a weekend or two ago. It was awesome. We get, we had like a chicken, shrimp, shish kebabs. We were eating by the water. It was me and my girl, a couple of friends. It was awesome. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to take this uh, little dinghy I bought out. Uh, it's not really little at all. It's like 10 feet. 
But um, yeah, man, just 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 enjoying life, man. That's it. Trying to stay out of trouble and and make the most of life, bro. How you been? How you been? Tiger says, "Slam, I think Connor can beat some washed old eighty fivers. <laughs> Maybe if they're like super washed, bro. I don't know, man. I can't think of anybody like super wasted like that. But uh, I I think going to I think one eighty five might be too big for Connor, man. I don't know. I know he's walking around like a one eighty seven, one ninety ish right now, but." Some of those 85ers are freaking huge, man. I'm not saying he can't beat some of them. Like, definitely, like, you know, um, a punch is a punch, man. You hit somebody in the right spot on the chin, they're going to go unconscious. It's just that it gets harder when you're fighting those bigger dudes. Eric says, Connor versus Luke Rockhold. Oof. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I hate to be mean with fighters, man. I hate to, like drag them but luke's chin seems to be shot and if connor could connect on him a, a 190 pound connor could 100 knock luke rockhold out i'm not saying that he would in a fight because luke moves well he got great he got really good reach he got good strikes like you know awesome kicks he may just break connor into two pieces but at the same time you never know a beefed up Connor at 170. Really think about it. If he if he catches Luke dead on his chin with like all force, all his might, he's putting him to sleep. But what I think will happen is in a fight between the two, honestly, guys, if Luke doesn't knock Connor out, I think he would just grab Connor, drag him to the mat, and top him out or or grind him pound TKO. I I. I really don't see Connor doing anything with Rockhold in the grappling department. Tiger says Connor sleeps whole. I bet on that. That's okay. Okay. That's a that's a 185er that, yeah, it's it's possible. Wolf says Bilal Muhammad is a lay and pray guy. No disrespect, but his fights are boring. Yeah, he does. He does, man. He does lay and pray. Uh Tiger says, uh Slam, agree that Connor marks your right hall. Mercs Rahul because he is gun shy. That's winnable. It's winnable 185. Alright, guys. Uh it's been over an hour. I think an hour and ten minutes. Usually I do about an hour. I think my longest life is like two hours plus. Maybe we'll go back to that one day. But uh I'm gonna get off for now, guys. I got things to do tomorrow. Uh I gotta prep for this uh boating. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hit the seven C's on Sunday. So wish me luck. Hopefully I come back alive. Um, come back alive. You can't come back if you're not alive. Um, but yeah, wish me luck, guys. <clears throat> you guys have a great night or day wherever you're at. We'll get up tomorrow. I'll probably get on a live tomorrow and uh, maybe throw up some content. I got some breakdowns I want to tackle. Get back to the breakdown. Some some fantasy fights. I want to do some MMA legends videos. So um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for the support. Uh, the likes and the shares and the comments really important. Um, uh, the shares are important. It helps the channel. Um, you know, get some reach. So I know you guys have been helping out, and um, I appreciate you guys. So have a nice night. Have a nice day, and I'll get up with you guys tomorrow. All right, later, guys. <laughs>